Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's Rob here again with another great episode of the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I have with me today a great guest that's going to teach you a lot about using your book, but especially using it in conjunction with online marketing and media. Michael Buzz Bozinski, and I think I'll call you Buzz, right? I hope that's yeah, uh, We've that's known great. each other now for 10 <laughs> minutes. So uh, <laughs> You qualify. You qualify. <laughs> that's right. Buzz is a lifelong entrepreneur. Uh, digital marketing thought leader. Uh, he's the author of The Rule of 26 and the chief marketing officer of Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. He's worked with over 750 service-based businesses, helped them make their digital marketing simple, which is a cool acronym for streamline, identify, market research, plan, launch, and evaluate using the rule of 26, which we'll talk about here. Michael can uh, help any website to double its revenue and what website doesn't want that. So Buzz, uh, great to have you with me today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So, you know, the elephant in the room, we got to get right out of the way. <laughs> what the hell is a rule of 26? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think right. Like, right after I launched the book, I had somebody <laughs> ask me that. And I was like, I guess you'll have to read it. And exactly. they're like, oh, what? No, you, you're not going to do that to me. No. no. So the rule of 26 is a simplified marketing strategy that gives you three objectives to creating predictable revenue for your business. And so the rule of 26 states that if you increase the unique traffic of your website by 26% and your conversion rate of that website by 26% and the average revenue per client by 26%, you get a compound effect of 100% more business or doubling your revenue. Nice. And then once you've established that, you can do it again same steps. And then you have quadrupled your revenue from your website. And right about then you now have a blueprint of how to scale your business at will, because Mm -hmm. you are now getting a predictable revenue. And when you do things to your site, you know what to do um, and how to generate more uh, traffic and whatnot. And now you have a gas pedal for your business. Love it. Love it. Great explanation. And love how you used uh, the 26% as a rule and uh, certainly a rule of compounding as well, which is very, very cool. So tell me, you know, not that you have to give me all 26 steps if there are, but uh, talk to me about like the larger framework because everybody has their framework and their secret (laughs) ingredients. And so what are the things that you're looking at when you look at applying this rule of 26 to someone's site? Sure. So the rule of 26 is literally three steps and oh, I just great. gave them to you. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like we, I mean, 26 steps is not a simple yeah. process, right? No, that's <laughs> so, not. That's right, right, right. So what the book, I mean, I gave you the concept of the rule. The book goes through a lot of ideas and tactics for each of those objectives. Gotcha. Because most entrepreneurs struggle with where to start. And, you know, with my 30 years of experience in marketing and sales and marketing, you know, I've seen a lot of things. You know, I started in marketing before the internet 
was a public thing. It was mm. still just military and federal government. Back when Al Gore you know? invented it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, he was telling that, wasn't he? And, uh, and so, you know, as I watched traditional marketing now get taken, taken, basically taken over by digital marketing, um, you've created this integrated marketing ecosystem that has a lot of folds in it. Yeah. And there's all these key performance indicators that everybody th will throw around. And the problem with that is that a small business owner or even a medium-sized business owner that has a marketing team doesn't have the time to be tracking down, you know, HubSpot talks about, I want to say 38 different KPIs. <laughs> um, if you terrible. go to Shopify, they have 73 or 75 KPIs. I'm like, nobody has time to track that kind of stuff. And they're incremental. And those KPIs are more for the enterprise level. And so I specialized in the SMB market or the SME, depending on how you want to say it. And because I love people, marketing people. And the SMB is the backbone of our economy. So my mission is to help that Main Street business owner, somebody who's you know privately held, you know closely held and managed, you know they're providing services. So now we're selling people's services to other people, right? And I'm really good at that. And so that's why when you know all of my mentors were like, you need a niche, you need a niche down and as a marketer, you need to get into a vertical. I said, all right, my vertical is small to medium sized businesses. Like, no, that's not <laughs> enough. I'm like, okay service centric businesses. Yeah. I still not up. I said, watch me. And I've already have. So <laughs> there it is. Because once you're selling a service, doesn't matter what the service is, yeah. you know, those are the idiosyncrasies and those are the great challenges, but the fundamentals are all the same. And so the book quickly goes through a lot of that. I do not bore you with a bunch of anecdotal, you know, ramblings of, you know, it's not a Michael Gerber <laughs> montage right. of, of uh, uh, stories or anything like that. Right. Good, good, good. So I can't tell you the number of authors that will say things to me like, you know, we've tried digital marketing or we've tried Facebook. I'm sure you hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just doesn't work for us. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's the newer version of the stuff that Dan Kennedy used to talk about where people send out a postcard and say, well, direct mail doesn't work for us. So what, <laughs> what are the biggest mistakes that you see when a small to medium sized business comes to you and says, well, we tried Facebook marketing or we tried fill in the blank and it just mm -hmm. didn't work for us. What are the biggest mistakes that you've seen that they're making so that it's not working for them? Right. So the number one thing that I see is that they give up. They give up way too soon. It's good. Another thing is that they're using the wrong tools for the wrong reasons. Okay. Or they're using tools for the wrong reasons. So in my, my concept, social media is not the best lead generation for service-based businesses. It's a conversion tool. Mm. So until you have enough traffic to understand whether your website's converting properly, social media is not where you're going to get profitable traffic. So they have a study that showed that organic SEO or search engine traffic closes about 14%. Mm. Okay, so the traffic comes from somebody making a search, finding you, going to your website, 14% of those people usually become a client of yours, okay? Yep. On average, contrasted with organic social media, which is 2%. Whoa. So now you look at search marketing is technically on the organic side, okay? This is just organic. This is for service-based businesses. So I don't want any email saying any of that, uh, nailing me for something else. The seven times more profitable to focus on traffic coming from search engines than from social media. Does that mean you don't do social media? No, you do social media because once they do find you, guess where they're going to click on? Yeah. Your social media to see if you're 
approachable? Are you likable? Because service-based businesses get their, their clients will hire them when they like and trust the service provider. Right. That's the biggest mistake. I love that. Great stuff there, Buzz. Um, do me a favor. Define for me what you mean by service-based businesses. So I know that that's a really, really broad stroke. Right. And I mm-hmm. imagine that you would want to work with any service-based business. But give me some defining characteristics sure. of what that means. So the overarching definition is a human being creating services by other human beings, to other human beings, right? So doctors, anything in the medical profession, construction, uh, landscapers, home uh, developers, let's see, chiropractors, dentists, lawyers, you name it. If it's, it's a human service, some of them have products that go along with it, like heating and plumbing and air HVAC and stuff like that. But it's the human being that's installing it. They're hiring you because they can buy the heater anywhere, yeah. but they're going to hire you as the plumber and the heating expert to get it in there and, right. and work in your house. Right. That's, gotcha. that's where we're talking about. And I'm actually going to say service centric in my, my new revised version of the rule 26 as it comes out, because that's where we need to make that distinction. It's your business is centered upon serving other human beings, right? No, that, not, that's not selling a product. I hear uh, service-based businesses and oftentimes, you know, people define it differently. And so, mm-hmm. so it's good because you're including doctors and dentists and professionals and, and that sort of thing. And I thought so, but I, I wanted to, you know, be right. completely clear. So definitely now, the other thing that these businesses have, many of them, not all, but many of them will have in common is that they're, they're local businesses or they're, you know, oftentimes brick and mortar based businesses, at least the ones that you've described. And so um, talk to me a little bit about when you talk about search engine optimizing, that of course is a lot easier, I would think, for someone that has a local based business than maybe a national service provider of some kind, though I imagine the rules still apply. Can you talk about, you know, you just gave an incredible stat, seven times more profitable. I did not know that, and I thought I knew many things about marketing, which I do, but I did not know that. Uh, so that is really, really good, really helpful. What are the things for these local businesses that, you know, they need to look at when maybe considering somebody to help them with their search engine marketing? So that's a really good question, uh, Rob. The the biggest mistake that I see local businesses do is that they'll grab a SEO agency that will talk about the most profitable keywords and they'll try to get keywords that have tens of thousands of searches per month. Unfortunately, those are not regional or local. And so a local-based service business, say a dentist or I mean, any of them that are just trying to get business in their immediate area. That's where they're most profitable, either within driving distance of their clients or with driving distance for their service operators, right? Right. So now all of your content is wrapped around the community that you serve. And so you're you're making yourself community-centric, right? And so now you get to talk about the community, which means you get to mention where you're located and the other places around you, which you serve. Right. That allows that localized search engine, which is a much smaller volume, but much higher in profitability. Because what if you were in Springfield, Illinois, and you are a massage therapist, and somebody finds you that lives in Chicago, that's a four hour drive, you think they're going to become a client? No. Nope. 
they're going to come to your website. They're going to see where you're located and they're going to bounce, which is going to hurt your SEO. So you want to be very, very targeted and niching down too. be very specific of what kind of vertical within your business. You know, I've run into, you know, sports centric chiropractors versus, you know, car accidents or automobile accident uh, specialists, you know, uh, you get orthopedic surgeons who only do knees, right? Knee replacements. That's all they want to do. Okay. Then everything we're going to talk about on your website is knees. And you really focus in on that because once you do that, then anything around it that you might take is great but you're always getting the perfect client for what you want to do. What's the most profitable, most uh, valuable to you, most enjoyable, all of those things. That's what you want to focus on, on your content and how you you lay out your website and your social media is what you talk about. Love it. Great. I want to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, all right. It's not, but you know, <laughs> someone might think so. You can work with anybody in any city, right? And you're a service provider. So yep. in some ways you are your own client. Right. A hundred percent. And so we are. (laughs) But what's different about you, of course, is that you're not a local based business. So how do you personally for your business get clients? Uh, What are you doing to attract clients that may be the same or different than what a local based business would be doing to attract clients? Right. So, you know, longevity has its uh, benefits, right? So I have a lot of things that are working for me because I've spent the last 16 years building up that authority on the internet. Okay. So I'm unlike a lot of people in that respect, but at the same time, it's, I always have new competitors. So I'm always having to outmaneuver the new competition. Right. So as my own client, I need to make sure that my SEO is up to date. I need to make sure that my social media is engaging. I need to understand that for me, I'm a business to business service. So my LinkedIn is the most important place I need to be. I need to be networking. I need to do all those things. And, but as a expert, I've used a book because at the time of COVID, we were just cruising along as a boutique done for you service, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And people weren't buying or weren't hiring folks like me when the pandemic hit because they didn't know what to expect. right? Right. So as the 90 days that the prior administration said it would take to get you know, through this, I realized it wasn't going to be that it wasn't going to be a short stint. So I started looking at other ways to serve companies that wouldn't normally be able to work with me. Gotcha. And so over the last year, we've developed done do-it-yourself software as a service offerings on our website. And to help them with that, I created the rule of 26 because it's no good for me to give you an SEO platform that allows that shows you how to do SEO without having to learn how to do SEO if you don't know why you're doing SEO. Mm. Right? I give you right. a hammer and you're like, "There's a sp- this is a specialized hammer. Well, what is it for? Yeah. Oh, now I got to teach you that. Well, that's not do it yourself. Right. And nobody wants to read a book about just SEO. That's, a, that's not a very exciting topic, right. but for most people, I mean, I geek out on it. But so the rule of 26 is really there to allow somebody to be able to write a digital marketing plan without having to understand digital marketing. Mm. Really simplify this. Yeah. Get it to where if that's where you're at, let's get you started because that's the second biggest mistake that I see service-centric businesses do. They go, well, I got word of mouth and I get referrals, so I really don't need my website. BS. Yeah. I don't care where your referral or your word of mouth comes from. 68% of them or two-thirds of them are going to go to your website to see if they like and trust you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Boom. 68% seems low to me. 
Uh, it, well, that's the, that's the stat, and it's been holding pretty steady for the last five years. So, Gosh. well, that that yeah. actually is a great segue. Thanks for sharing that. You know, Publish Mo Profit, both my company, Bestseller Publishing, and the whole idea with the podcast is the idea of using books to grow your authority, grow your platform, grow your business. So talk to me. I know your your book is more recently written, as you just shared. And there it is. Hold it up. Beautiful. The Rule of 26. So talk to me about how you have used your book and any cool stories you have to attract clients, to maybe grow your platform, get speaking, whatever it is that you've used your book for or plan to. All of the above, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. So you gave me my bullet points right there. So I wrote the book to because it was something different. I've been trying to write book a marketing book for years. I'm for a decade now. People are wow. like, "When are you going to write your book? When's the first book coming out?" Because I'm a teacher. I love to teach. I've been work. I've been teaching class, digital marketing classes for uh, chamber of commerces, uh, small business development services, the SBA, Warrior Rising, which is a entrepreneur um, program and stuff like that. So I love to teach and I like to break it down, like get it down to the simplest, a most digestible place that right. small business owners can, can relate to and use, right? Because it doesn't do me any good to sh- share a bunch of information that you can't use. So when I finally had something that was different and it wasn't something just regurgitated marketing mumbo jumbo, uh, that gave me my unique selling process uh, proposition, right? And so just in that, I now am position, anybody who lands on my website, I'm going to look different than most all of my competition period. Okay. So that unique selling proposition, boom, done, right? Now all I got to do is get it out there. So what has happened since then? Well, I promoted the book. So instead of promoting myself, I promote the book, which gets me on podcasts like yours to talk to audiences that have struggled with their digital marketing. And it's like, oh, and now there's this little shook that's, you know, 117 pages of get me started. Perfect. And if you find value in that, Let's have another discussion of how we can get you moving on that direction in right. doubling your revenue, get predictable revenue, right? In that process, I also network with the folks who have me on their shows. And I've literally done business with already three of my hosts in helping them with their marketing. Uh, that was an unforeseen benefit of that. With that, then I ta- I'm able to take all of that and it now feeds my content marketing because all of these conversations become fodder for my social media. So if we get into a conversation, I'm like, man, that was a good soundbite. Let's go and share that with the audience. Boom. Now I've got this more relatable and bite-sized pieces for my LinkedIn networks now are seeing my authority a little bit more without having ever read the book, but they're seeing, oh, he's on the shark manure. He's on the publish, promote profit. They're on, he's dot, 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 right? You get all of that authority building and that, that helps. I've literally had, I was on a sales call the client actually came from LinkedIn organic reach and outlet. Do not do the, the automated. That's a takeaway right there. The uh, <laughs> So it was organic outreach. I was just networking with an accountant out of Chicago. And we were on a phone call and a big agency had built his, his website and they spent three months doing it. And you quite literally didn't know what the guy did, even if you went through the whole entire website. I was like, this is very confusing. And when you confuse your consumer, your potential wow. client, they're out. They're yeah. go find somewhere that they can understand. They don't want to feel like a dummy. So they'll run from that. So then I, I use my website as an example of how you can create a story brand and really focus on the needs of the user. 
with that, my book is right there at the top because yeah. it is now the ethos in how we help businesses get started. So instead of spending three months talking about marketing strategy and customizing a marketing strategy, no, we have a way that we can create predictable results every time, period. So let's just start there and get into work. Now we can start in, in month one making improvements rather than talking about improvements, right? So we're on the call. He clicks on my Amazon link, downloads the hardcover, or not the hardcover, the paperback. Right. So the physical thing while we're talking. No kidding. Right. We have two other conversations. He's finished the book. Now he's into the system. He's like, okay, yeah, let's do the rule 26. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. That you get it, right? We're good to go. You know, and he's now already referred his clients to me. Right. Love because it. I am the guy. He was trying to go with this other marketing firm that really just you know ran him raked him over the coals Ugh. for six months, just took his money, did yeah. nothing, right? And before he even hired me, I gave him so much value that he listens. Sure. So I was able to dive into what his his offerings were and I go, hey, let's create a singular offer for what you do that covers all of that. Because he was all over the place, right? And so now I actually have this client who trusts me with my expertise that as you know as an expert marketer you know that's the hardest thing to do is Worth get convince people oh my gosh yeah because it makes both of our jobs easier i don't yeah. have to spend so much time trying to convince him yep. of what i think needs to happen for his brand yeah you know, years ago, as a student of Dan Kennedy for a long time, uh, Dan would always say and continues to say that his best customers always come from his books. And mm -hmm. before I had written my first book, that was always stuck in the back of my mind. I wrote my first book about 12 years ago now. And, um, you know, it is still true. I think people love to learn more than they love to be taught, meaning that you know, they would rather go read your book or know that you have a book and for themselves learn the things that you could teach them or that you're going to do for them and then sell themselves. They yeah. want to make an educated decision and your book, as in that case, help that person make an educated decision and probably will help the other referrals that that person is sending to make an educated decision as well. So uh, super yeah. congrats. And obviously your Thanks. book's only been out for a few months. So you're going to have many, many, many stories like that down the road. For sure. For definitely. Well, another story is uh, I'm in a mastermind of digital marketers from all around the country. And so I shared, or actually one of the folks that created the mastermind downloaded my book and read it. Yeah. And she took it to her business partner and says, this is what we're going to do. They're, they're not a digital marketing firm. They're a branding firm. So that's all they do is build brands. And they're like, we're going to use this for our branding company. Chapter by chapter, month by month, we're going to get through your book. So six months from now, they'll have done implemented everything that they can because I lay out a bunch of stuff that you can implement right away and or find help to do it however you are, right? Because there's yeah. people with more time than money and more money than time. So either you're yeah. doing it yourself or you're having somebody do it for you, regardless, the tactics are the same. Yeah. So with that said, I was just uh, taken back, uh, honored, uh, humbled by the yeah. fact that they, you know, these are branding mm -hmm. experts who have all the resources of all these folks in the mastermind. And they decided to use my book to dive in on how they're going to use their website to create predictable revenue for their company. Nice, nice. Great story. 
Buzz uh, love it. It would only be appropriate now if we told them how to get the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they can go to Amazon and look up the Rule of 26. It, it comes right up. Yes. But, uh, you know, perhaps your website or where should we send yes. them to get info? You know, it's easy. Uh, everything you need to know about me is on my website. So buzzworthy.biz, that's B-U-Z-Z-W-O-R-T-H-Y dot biz. Book is right there at the top. It's got the link directly to the book to Amazon. If you're a listener and you download the ebook, I have it for a mere $9.99. I will send you a autographed copy if you email me a snapshot of your receipt. Nice. Just make sure you give me where you want it sent to and who you'd like the book dedicated to. And you can send that to buzz at buzzworthy.biz, B-U-Z-Z at buzzworthy.biz. Love it. Love it. So buy the uh, digital version and you get a signed copy of the paperback as well. Sounds like a good deal Free. to me. So, yes. uh, dude, great to have you on. Thanks for the, the wisdom. Love the idea of the Rule of 26. And uh, it sounds like an incredible book that people need to really dive into. So thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.